Hi folks and welcome to the Small Acts Big Changes podcast series, episode two. My name is Mike Haynes. I am the founder of Global Acts of Unity. So what is the Small Acts Big Changes podcast series? It is a series exploring how faiths and people of faith are facing this corona crisis and how people of their faith are coming together to support each other and outreach into their local and national communities. My brother David was murdered by ISIS in September of 2014. He was a humanitarian worker. He was captured by ISIS and held for over 18 months before being murdered by them in a video that was played out for the world to see. His murder was an act of hatred. Global Acts of Unity and Small Acts Big Changes are about the rejection of that hatred and celebrating the kindness of people of all nations, all colours, all faiths, all cultures. I'd like to introduce my guest today, who is Shanawaz Haq, who is an imam in a number of mosques in central and east London. He is also a psychotherapist, so we're going to have a good discussion. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, mate. So Shanawaz, how has life in lockdown impacted you personally? My father fell ill and was taken into hospital. And then was subsequently, um, he tested positive for corona. And amazingly, uh, and really this is quite amazing, alhamdulillah, uh, all praise and thanks along to God, that after 12 days, he was actually uh, discharged. Now, because of the situation we were in, we were in, and, and both um, my, my sister and her, her husband, they're both GPs, so we were getting a lot of medical advice as well. What we did is we treated the two houses as one like quarantine or one isolation unit. But we had this huge blessing where really we could see each other. I mean, it's like having an extended family uh, and it was in two houses, but you know, as I said, we were treating it as one unit. But nevertheless, I mean, for an 87 year old, Alhamdulillah, he's doing okay. You know, he needs a lot of attention, of course. And that's what we've been very busy with for, for the last couple of months. So, just for our listeners' background, Shanawaz and I have been friends for well over five years and I have visited his home on many occasions. And last year when my wife and I got married, he was one of my best men. So Shanawaz, I know that in Islam that you pray five times a day. Now, I know that all of these prayers don't have to be in the mosque. How are you coping with not being able to visit the mosque? Well, okay, yes. I mean, this, uh, again, this, this came as a bit of a surprise to me. This was because, uh, as you know from when you've come down, I mean, uh, that communal, congregational worship is very much part of our, our, our faith, you see. And, and, now, of course, not everyone prays in the mosque, and not, not even, I mean, certainly it's, it's quite difficult you might say, to pray five times daily in the mosque, you know, a lot of people pray at home. But, but nevertheless, that, that mosque community is very much and was very much part of my daily routine. And uh, really, a lot of friendships. I mean, you, you've made friends with Taruka. Mm-hmm. Yes, certainly have. 
And it's a, it's, it is a lovely community and there's a lot of closeness and it's very much part of my life. Now, so when lockdown occurred, I would have expected that I would be fundamentally affected by this, that it would really, there'd be something very significant missing in my life. But actually, to be honest, the discovery has been that it hasn't been. Now, I think that there's a number of reasons why it hasn't impacted me in the way I, I might have expected. Now, one of the reasons is the care of my, my father and mother. In some ways, we, we, it became a very high priority was looking after my father. And it's something, you see, in, I guess, you see, in, in terms of worship, even though going to mosque, or praying five times a day, as you said earlier, is, is very much part of our it's part of our worship. Ritual worship is not the only forms of worship. Mm. And you know, Islamically, looking after, say, for instance, to give an example, looking after one's parents is uh, it, it's very it's it, it's really part it is part of our worship of God. And and worship also, you see, worship is not seen as a, necessarily as an end in itself. I mean. Although it's very much part of our existence, uh, there's the implication that actually worship is a means. It's a means. It's a means of getting closer to God. It's a means uh, of becoming God conscious. So, okay, yeah. I guess the way I felt about it was that, okay, I was missing out on the congregational ritual worship because we couldn't go to the mosque. But, but actually, I was very much involved, very much engaged in another form of worship. Through that of serving my, my parents. parents, yes, I was saying. So, I think I think that was that was a factor in my not feeling so bad about not being able to do what I would normally do. Mm. Um, as I said, this preoccupation we were very much preoccupied emotionally and practically with, with the well-being of my parents, but uh, but also um, yes, as I said, this idea of getting close to God. And and thirdly, now this, and this this is a bit strange in some ways. Um, so bear with me on this. This is what I'm just sharing. You know, when when this all started, or when the lockdown happened, and and you know we had to start um, uh, implementing some of the restrictions and so on, it very much felt, uh, and not just the restrictions. I mean, just in terms of the the, the fears that were that were around, you know, and, and what was going on in the entire world and after the pandemic. Um, it felt initially, it felt very much as if everything had changed, that the world was a different place. You know, things were so, uh, in some ways, so alien to our usual way of functioning. You know, even things to do with shopping and mm. you know, not being able to do my, my Morrison's online or whatever. <laughs> get a block. I mean, this was, it was, um, it was very strange. But then, I, I, I guess I had the only personal thing. I had the realization that actually. In terms of fundamentals, in terms of essences, nothing has changed. The reality, I guess, the reality of death, the reality of our mortality, the reality that actually we're only in this world for a finite period. It is limited, and we are all going to die. Mm. It mentions this in the Quran three, three times, actually, that, that all human beings, all souls, shall taste death. This is, a, this is a reality. Now, I guess we're being confronted with this reality in ways which we haven't been in our lifetime, haven't been before. I mean, specifically to do with the corona. But actually, 
the the essence of it is always here. It's always mm. you know, it's just that I think what happens is we we disconnect from certain realities. And not 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 many of us like to think about death. I mean, Islamic we're very much encouraged to to uh, reflect on death, but it's still it's still of course it is still scary. It is still an end. Um, there is still loss and so on. Um, but the reality of it hasn't changed really. It's just that the, you might say that inshallah that if god wills that that is the reality we're being again we're being faced with that you can't make those plans that we may have had or we can't uh, rather implement things as we wish because it's not it doesn't work like that it's you know it's all within god's will i mean i do miss i have to say i, I miss the face-to-face yeah, engagement yeah. Uh, there's no chance about that but yeah. uh, um but it's been possible to carry on working Can I uh, just say for our listeners that um, in my visits down to London and Shanawaz's home, I go to the mosque with him. I am Christian. Shanawaz, of course, is Muslim. He prays in his way. I pray in my way. I am always most warmly welcomed. I've never had anything but friendship and compassion at the mosques that we have visited. And many people in the, many of the congregation in the Redbridge Mosque have become my friends as well. The wider community, Muslim community is very close-knit because of course they have that central part in their lives of the mosque even if they don't go five times a day or even you know they go once a week they still have Mm. that congregational feeling how are people adapting with that the loss well part of the consequence of isolation is that i don't get to hear how people (laughs) are adapting because i'm not meeting them you see because this is the thing i mean we're (laughs) Were I to be going to mosque regularly, I'd be hearing on a daily basis, I guess, or virtually daily basis, all sorts of experiences that people are having and so on. So I, I, I could answer that question more fully, I guess, uh, if, if, if I were having that experience. But I'm not. However, I would say there are certain themes which I'm, I'm noticing. And, and it's, again, it's very moving and very inspiring hearing people have a sort of level of what we call the suburb, which is, like um, in English, we might say uh, not just patience, but patient perseverance. Yeah, hanging on in there, steadfastness, not not giving up. It's not a. The reason I'm avoiding just using the word patience because sometimes patience implies this sort of a, a passive thing, like just grinning and bearing it. Sort of. Uh, it's not like that. There's a, it's more active. It's, a, it's, a, it's perseverance. And this one, I, th- I think, one of the things that we learn from. Uh, like this, that as human beings, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not just referring to Muslims, I mean, as human beings in general, alhamdulillah, we're, we can be very adaptable. We, we, we can adapt really quite yes. readily situations which initially yeah. seem almost impossible. You know, I think this is a God given quality that we've, we've uh, been disturbed with, where, you know, I, I mean, I'm sometimes even surprising myself. Uh, even so, in the community that I live in, we are quite a diverse community. Across the road, we have a Pakistani family, uh, Muslim, who came across and gave us cake 
maintaining the social distance, but they were sat on the wall and I was sat on the doorstep and we were talking. And passers-by, you know, we have, as I say, we're quite diverse here. And everybody stops and takes a few seconds, even if it's just a smile, you know. And certainly I have seen the some absolutely amazing corona kindness stories what role has the internet or technology played in bringing your faith together all faiths together you know at, at this current time often i i even in my sermons and friday prayer sermons i I've, I've spoken about the need for us to disconnect a bit more with the virtual world and connect with God, connect with people actually close to us, like family and uh, relatives and friends and so on, rather than sort of uh, hundreds of people on some, uh, you know, sort of virtual friends and so on. I think excessive connection through the internet is highly problematic. I mean, I, I really do feel this quite strongly, and, and it's also addictive, of course. Plenty of us are addicted to something in this virtual world yeah yeah however as i said it's a balance to be had i mean you know after the internet is just a tool isn't it it's a means and i think we are seeing now and it's, it's uh, really some very positive uses of the internet uh, most definitely one of the mosques i'm involved with what they've done is throughout ramadan they've had friday prayers online so what the imam does and he's a lovely man he does the Friday sermon in an empty mosque. There's so much activity online uh, in terms of people doing charitable things, constructive things, all sorts, all sorts going yeah. on. Um, there's almost we're being forced to have more solitary, in some ways, worship, you know, solitary activity, the one yeah. to one with God, which is, but yeah. that is very much part of our religion, you see, as yeah. well as the yeah. congregation. So there may be a bit of a re redressing of the balance. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. So there has obviously been the short-term changes with the crisis. Do you yeah. think that there may be some aspects of how we worship that will have to change longer term? Now, it might be possible to make adjustments. You know, I mean, I, in today I was thinking, well, look, we can't, we can't possibly not have Friday prayers indefinitely. You know, it's, yeah. it's such a... Or um, how, how would we manage? How would we, uh, you know, we would very much miss that contact and that, that uh, space. Now, of course, there may be ways. There may be ways. Uh, I mean, maybe not in the short term future, but more in the long term future. I mean, there, there may be, I don't know, even practically things like, say, everyone who goes into mustard having had some sort of testing for antibodies or something like that. I mean, that's yeah. kind of extreme, but nevertheless, I, yeah, I think it would be difficult. And I'm just speaking personally, but I, I imagine it would be like this for most of us who are yeah. involved with the mosque or whatever. Lose that space indefinitely would be almost impossible, I think. It would be very, very difficult. But as I say, as human beings, we're, we're awfully adaptable, alhamdulillah. So maybe there would be ways. I don't give it too much thought. I mean, I guess I'm just, the hope is that somehow, somehow we can get back to some semblance of, uh, in quotes, normality. Yeah. But actually, if we, if we can't, well, that's the situation we're going to have to deal with. You know, 
on the internet and in the news and in one of my own vlogs, we are hearing so many stories of what has been called Corona Crindus. Has this been an aspect of your community? I, I had one thought on this actually, which is it's funny because we can take these things for granted, but I, I was thinking personally again, that you know, with my father's illness and, and with my mother being there and, and the suffering she suffered herself and that she she's recovered. But you know, one of the things that happened on a daily basis that she received phone calls from relatives, both in this country and friends as well, and in and from Bangladesh. You can have again this modern technology with Viber and so on and WhatsApp videos and so on. People can use even in Bangladesh, people are some of our relatives are they're, they're calling my mother on a daily basis, you see. And, you know, and sometimes actually I, I think, oh, mum, why are you spending so much time on the phone or whatever? But actually, when I think about it, these people, they're doing it. I know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they're, they're ringing her because they know what she's going through, what she's having to deal with, you know, in her conversation, the move and so on, and, and my dad's illness and so on. And it's, 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 it's the kindness and it's, uh, it's uh, the compassion and it's on a daily basis. And I know that some of these people, they're, they're not having an easy time of it in Bangladesh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there's isolation there as well, and, yeah. and there's fears, and there's all sorts of things. And yet, they're making that effort. It's not only in faith and culture, communities that are supporting each other. The kindness crosses all differences, all colour, all culture, and all faith. And this has been one of the positive aspects that have come out of this crisis. So, Shana, was to finish off, can I ask you if you have a message for the young people of today, what would it be? Yeah, actually, there, I, there's something I would like to end on today. And it's, it's not just the young people, but, but yes, it, it, I would it very much includes young people in this, but it's a message for all of us, I suggest. And it's a very, it's a very beautiful hadith. It's a saying of the, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him. He said that uh, words to the effect. He said that if you are, if you have in your hand a sapling, you know, like a seedling of a, of a tree or a yeah. you know, plant, if, you, if you're about to plant, and the last hour arrives, final hour, i.e., yeah, actually, we might say Armageddon then carry on and plant it. Yeah. I want to thank you, Shanawaz, for a very interesting, informative chat that we've had. I know that our listeners um, will send the prayers and hopes that your father recovers well. And I want to say from the Small Acts Big Changes podcast series, Thank you very much.